I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'd like to take his his face. Oh, oh no, not the beat! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. And welcome back to Cage Old Question, where we ask, is Nicolas Cage the greatest actor alive? I'm Artoon, and this is my wife, Christina. Hello. And on this show, we watch the entire film catalog of Nicolas Cage in chronological order, working our way through over 40 years of cinema. As a disclaimer, this is a personal podcast not affiliated with any other third parties, and the opinions expressed herein are strictly our own. For today's episode, we are reviewing the film Kick-Ass. Released April 16, 2010, the film is written by Jane Goldman and is based on the comic book of the same name by Mark Miller and John Romita Jr. It is directed by Matthew Vaughn, who you might recognize as the director of the Kingsman movies, as well as uh, much more. Uh, And I don't know if you'd recognize, but maybe you would, because they are famous. This week, we are joined by our own (laughs) kick-ass friend, Jordan Myrick. Hello! Uh, Jordan is an LA-based writer and comedian you might recognize from Good Mythical Morning or the Upright Citizens Brigade, the UCB. Or TikTok. Or Instagram. Uh, When they're not working, Jordan is at the movies or sharing an order of french fries with with their elderly chihuahua. Jordan. Angel. Angel. Or maybe, sorry, I didn't mean to dox Angel. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Damn. Well, with that, Jordan, welcome to the pod. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you oh, for being here. This is so exciting. Um, Jordan, you love movies. I love I feel like you watch a movie a day, maybe, yeah. if not more. Yeah, sometimes I'll watch a couple movies a day. That's very good. Because Jordan watches Spy every night. With that is true. Girlfriend. My girlfriend oh, and I fall asleep my. every night to the movie Spy, starring Melissa McCarthy. How far um, did you um, guys yeah. get? <laughs> we <laughs> normally get, I would say, about halfway in. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. And Jordan is great on Letterboxd. Uh, I don't, Jordan, do you treat your Letterboxd as like, this is my private Finsta, or you're like, follow me on No, Letterboxd? nothing's a Finsta for me. That doesn't make sense to me. If I wasn't trying to like, appease the public, I would not be on any form of social media whatsoever. Mm. Nice. Awesome. So I like public, that. be appeased. Please, yes. Jordan's follow me on Letterboxd. Letterboxd and really good. Like it. Really good stuff. Um, Jordan, uh, you... Similarly, because I, I, we always ask, what is your relationship with Nicolas Cage? And you, if I'm not mistaken, at some point also considered watching the entire filmography of Nicolas Cage. Is this, yes. Is this true? Yes. Before <laughs> you started this podcast, I had it not for public consumption, but my best friend does this thing where he will pick one actor and then watch their entire filmography he's done Meryl Streep he's done Jennifer Coolidge I think he's done Regina King and I was like oh that's fun I'm gonna start with someone I really like so I was like I'm gonna start with Nicolas Cage so I'm working my way through it I didn't realize how many cop movies there'd be which I hate (laughs) (laughs) so that slowed me down a little it's real we are coming off of a cop movie um 
from our last episode where we did a movie, uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Yeah. Big time cop movie. Which I was just going to say, I think uh, Jennifer mm-hmm. Coolidge is in. So your friend yes. would have seen yes, that movie. Yes, she is. And that movie also takes place in New Orleans. So my family's from that mm-hmm. area. So we always watch anything that happens in New Orleans or is filmed in New Orleans or whatever. Um, that movie is like one of the most unhinged things I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I was watching that movie and I was like, it's so crazy. Wait, okay, wait a minute. Then speaking of New Orleans and Nicolas Cage cinematography crossover, have you seen Sonny and or Zondali? No. Okay. Yeah, we Get got ready. two more. Get ready got, to suffer, got- Jordan. <laughs> Get ready. If you're gonna commit to this, and you I would strongly recommend you just drop it. I would say I would say doing this podcast has taught me one thing and is you don't and you shouldn't have to watch all of Nicolas Cage's films. <sighs> Cherry pick them. <laughs> just be innocent of the knowledge, dearest Chuck. But also, freedom is a great, beautiful thing, and you get to do what you want. I think you're life. right. I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like it sounds like you are a fan, though. Like it yeah, sounds, it sounds like, like you have you 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 view him as an actor that you, you like and that you yeah. I love Nicolas Cage. Uh, I think he's great. I think especially as he's gotten older. I love this trend Mm -hmm. of actors kind of descending into madness as they age and getting kookier Mm -hmm. and wackier and more bizarre roles. And so I love that. You know, obviously I like young Nicolas Cage, like Moonstruck and stuff I think is good. But I'm really a fan of like old bizarre Nicolas Cage. Hearing you say that, I'm like, I'm like, Nicolas Cage has been bizarre from the start. Every era he has bizarre, but like, I also hear you. Like, like, I feel like he's been bizarre nonstop. So is there a bizarreness that you think has changed in the later? Yeah, I think he's like, I think he was, I think he was bizarre in the way that actors are bizarre. I think he's very intense. And I think he always mm-hmm. has been. I think he's maybe just more intense than other actors. And I think he's more upfront about his intenseness. I think a lot of other actors try to portray kind of a cool vibe. And I don't think Nicolas Cage is trying to do that. I think he just yes. is like, I'm an unhinged actor, which all actors are. As someone who like, I have a BFA in acting from a very good acting school. I've no, I, sorry to brag. <laughs> you do? You do? I do. What is yeah. acting school? I went to NYU for acting. Oh my gosh. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah, I'm, wow. I am a classically <laughs> trained actor, which um, yes. doesn't matter and is stupid, but all of this to just say that no. I've been around a lot of actors. They're unwell. And I think Nicolas Cage yes. just kind of lets people see that more than other actors. But mm, now yes. as he's getting older, I think he's doing more bizarre projects. He's obsessed with wearing that like leather jacket that has like spikes on it and stuff. He's just yeah. looking kookier and kookier. I like it. I but do you he- say this? Arjun, how can you nod? I'm like, I'm the biggest Jordan fan. I can't even believe I'm challenging you on this. But I'm like, back in the early days, he was wearing his snakeskin leather jacket from Wild at Heart. Like, he's always had a jacket of the era. Like, but I, but I'm like, what I've noticed is I feel like a willingness to, like, allow maybe mental illness be a more vocal thing. As opposed to when he was younger, it was like... I don't know, though. I don't know if I agree with that, because I also feel like he's opened up about that in different times of his life. Like his mom. His mom. Oh, sure. 
I'm confused Why are though, Steve. Why you Steen. looking at me so mad? I'm not looking at you mad. I'm I'm confused. Like he he's I don't think he's ever been like I'm mentally ill. No, 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 no. Oh, but okay. I mean, I mean, I feel like I feel like now he's more like. But maybe not. I don't. I don't. I, I'm, I'm going to back down off that one because I'm like he's always. I, I, it's just that I know. Christina about is the rubbing her temples. Just so anyone says that Christina is well, it's just about the mental illness thing. I'm well. I'm getting stressed out because I feel like you're using that to like cut down what I said previously. I'm not make it sound to cut like down. I'm talking I'm crazy trying, talk. No, 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 no. But I'm. I'm at least right about the jacket. No, the jackets like, are 100 percent right. If I blew it with the mental illness thing, I'll just go circle back to the no. Jacket the jacket okay, thing okay. is that totally true. My... I just think that used to he was a little cooler, a little hotter a little more um, established as an actor. And I feel like now he's a little more wild, a little more outlandish in a not sexy Hollywood way. Yes. Here's, the here's, freedom of not having to keep your skin tight, I think is yes. allowed yes. for a much. Yes. I think that's depth. what, I think that's what it is. Cause we start at a young, handsome, like, I'm not gonna. I mean, kind of sex icon Nicholas. Yeah, Cage, like in his absolutely early 20s a sex stuff. god. Yes. Don't say kind of. This is you're making me crazy, Artoon, because I'm like you're revising the history. I'm he not Jordan. Revising. He does this. He does this. We're watching this movie, and he's easy, like, you know, this is the first easy. time Nicholas Cage has been in a supporting role, and I have to do like triple take because I'm like, that's just. That's just canonically not true. It, but, and I now it, have, honestly, and, then he, and then he's like a bunch of qualifiers. But this is the way he talks to me as if he's presenting me the truth. It's like the King James Bible. I'm telling you. He's like, here's the truth, but it's through <laughs> the lens easy. of what I remember. Everyone, everyone, and I'm like, everyone, this is crazy. Easy. Everyone easy. Okay, first okay. of all, first I'm trying all. to impress Jordan. This is yeah, going to be. I can tell. Be, I can tell, I know, Christina. This is going to be back it's working. <laughs> early, early recordings. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. working. <laughs> You're uh-huh. Stressed, you want to be cool. I'm That's stressed. Okay. I want to be cool. I <laughs> want Jordan okay. to laugh at my jokes. And so I'm you're like, gonna throw right? our tune under the bus yeah, at every time. You are right like, now. You're, you're, playing, an, you're playing an early cage right now, Steen. You playing, are being an early Nicolas Cage where you're too row, stressed row. about being cool. And <laughs> oh. you got you got to embrace late cage. Um, I, I will also say, in terms of my earlier statement, this is. Nicolas Cage has mainly been the leading man in almost all of his films, like it at this era in 2010, for close to the last 20 years. And I'd say like this is one of the first times where his he's in a movie, and which we're about to talk about, that he uh, is not like the, I'd say the lead in. Anyways, that's very interesting. I've about never that. I've never thought about that, but I am looking at his filmography right now. Speaking of this film, speaking of the filmography, shall we get into Kick-Ass? Let's get into Let's it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay, so there's going to be spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen this, which I feel like this one's another one that most people may have seen. This is one that I feel like it was much more popular and, and was more watched than some of his other works. Um, but I'd say give it a watch. Uh, pause, watch it now, or I don't know, don't. Um <laughs> We watched it on a DVD. Jordan, how did you watch it? So I watched it on Netflix, but I also own it on DVD. Nice. (gasps) Nice. Because my mom and I used to go to Blockbuster and we would get the like, you know, the bins that the DVDs, it would be like five for 20 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have it from that. Wow. From a long time ago. Very nice. Yeah. From like when it came out. Yeah. 2010. Okay. 2010. Kick ass. What happens when ordinary teenager Dave Lazuski, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, decides to become a real-life superhero, kick-ass. 
He gets caught up in a bigger fight as he meets Big Daddy Nicolas Cage and the 11-year-old daughter he has been training to be a ruthless vigilante hit girl, Chloe Grace Moretz, who are in the quest to bring down crime boss Frank D'Amico, played by Mark Strong, and his son, Chris, or Red Mist, played by Christopher Mintz-Plast. Things get complicated when Kick-Ass starts dating Katie, the girl next door locker, Lindsay Fonseca, and what will his friends Marty and Todd, played by Clark Duke and Evan Peters, think? Lots to unpack and lots to kick ass. This is kick ass. Let's um, go! Not my, best, not my best intro for a movie, but... Uh, but not your worst. But not my worst. Um, what a fun movie. Uh, Jordan. What are your yes. initial thoughts on Kick-Ass? Because I'm sure you and have which, seen it Can you it tell us, well. like, the first time you saw it versus recent watch? So I love violence in movies. I think that's something important to start with. Um, mm-hmm. I love violence that's so graphic it's cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I also like things that are very stylized. I saw this movie mm-hmm. with zero expectations. Did not know anything about it. I saw it in theaters. I was a junior in high school in 2010, I believe. And I saw it and I loved it. It was so violent. I liked Chloe Grace Moritz or Moretz. I never know how to say her name. Do you know? I have no idea. I always call her Chloe Grace Montez, and then Archon yells at me. <laughs> so that Moretz is great to go with. I love that. I'm trying to remember. So I'm Googling now because there's a timeline of movies. Right before Kick-Ass came out, a movie called Super came out mm. starring Elliot Page and um, uh, what's his name? Dwight from The Office. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. And it's about Rain Wilson dressing yes. up to be a superhero. That okay, came out like I kept right before Kickass. That at the same, yes. I was like, I kept being like, when is Rain Wilson going to show up? And I was looking up Kickass too, being like, is he in that one? And then I was like, what's happening? Well, so I just so looked it up. You they came out the me. same month. Whoa! Kickass so and Super. Super came out, and then Kickass came out. Oh my god! Whoa. Super came out on April first. Oh wait. No, I'm wrong. Oh, oh my cool. God! What? How wrong I'm are so you? I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm I'm one one year off. Okay, that makes more sense. Because I was like, I was looking at some of the box office stuff, and they were talking about how it was like date night and some of the other things that are on, and they didn't mention super, but that would make sense. And I like the idea that it's like every summer they're like, we're gonna give you a grisly superhero would be movie, but. Why did I want to see Kick-Ass then in theaters? I can't remember because I'm not that into superhero stuff. Whatever. I guess I saw a trailer for it and I was into it. Were you like an Aaron Taylor Johnson fan? Feels like a lot of people were like, he's he's the biggest hottie on the planet. What was he doing? No. I'm just throwing something out there. No. That's why I'm saying no. I'm saying no. As as someone who was reading like like J-pop or like the little team, like he was not showing up. what were you reading? Yeah, he wasn't like around... J-pop, don't show your uh, ass right now, Artoon. Right. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, thank you, Jordan. J-pop's thank a teen you. magazine. See, he gaslights me constantly. This isn't gaslighting. I said, what's J-pop? You challenging me Asking is questions gaslighting, is gaslighting my reality. <laughs> <laughs> Asking a question is gaslighting. Um, I don't know why I saw this, but I saw this in theaters. 
had it had nothing to do with the movie Super, but I also liked that movie that came out a year later. Um, but this movie, Kick Ass, really got me on a Chloe Grace Moritz kick mm-hmm. because later that year she was in the movie Let Me In, which is like a vampire movie. Um, that I became obsessed with. It's a, an American remake of a Swedish movie that's based on a book. Mm. I think Swedish. That's mm. so cool. Swedish? That sounds amazing. I think Swedish. I was big on her from 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. She's great in 30 Rock. Really yeah. good. Really she's good. She's very funny. Very funny. Very funny. She's also very good in this. I mean, obviously, because it started kicks kicks yeah. on her. She, she, I think, makes this movie. She's great. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. she's really had a professional fall from grace for some reason fall from chloe grace for oh, some reason really <gasps> whoa i don't know why all the stuff she's done recently has been very bad but i think she's a very talented actor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting maybe she'll have some sort of cage assange style career where where as she ages into her next period. i hope so because uh, she could do like wacky and kind of intense you know not not unlike. yeah and she's in a lot of stuff yeah where she's very good yeah. but i've seen a bunch of movies that she's recently been in and they're very bad mm-hmm. it's it's weird of like it, it's weird to even think about getting to that level where you're like how do you pick projects because that's something i've been seeing percolating a little bit is like people sure. talking about uh um like if you work with people that you admire, you ask them how they pick their projects or that you, that you're doing it to work with people that you admire. And like, I would love to know the rationale of why she's picking those projects. If they're like coming to her as great scripts and then the suits get their little paws all over them and they become terrible. Mm -hmm. Or if she's like trying to develop star vehicles for herself, but she's better suited for like a supporting or a, the most recent thing I saw her in was this movie called Shadow in the Cloud, which is a World War II movie that was so bad. <laughs> I was like, who made this movie and why is she in it? It's so, so, so awful. And then I found out that Max Landis wrote it, who is John Landis's son. Yeah, Max Landis has had a bunch of, like, allegations oh, against uh-oh. him. Uh-oh. Yikes. Yeah, eight, The Daily Beast from 2019. Eight women accused from Hollywood filmmaker Max Landis of emotional and sexual abuse. Yikes. Yikes. I met him and I met him one time a long time ago, and that seems right. And and he made Yikes. this Shadow of a Cloud movie after all this? Yeah, I mean, he's John Landis' son, and John Landis is, like, an incredibly famous director. Okay. So it's kind of just like he's super rich and can do whatever john landis i think directed the thriller music video oh wow if i'm not mistaken wow um john landis directed the thriller music video as well as coming to america the three amigos <laughs> wow he also wrote spider-man 2 with wow. Tony wire okay great like movie. very okay famous okay good good um but enough about enough about all this other stuff <laughs> okay all this other stuff let's talk about it i guess (laughs) no 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 no. christina is the villain um actually you're the villain actually uh here's what i'll say let's talk about (laughs) let's talk about this movie first things first we start out with some armenian representation which is always exciting um we have a uh, uh, an Armenian guy with a history of mental problems jumping off of a roof in a superhero costume. Um, 
look, even just the word Armenian being mentioned in a movie, I'm like, that's great. That's nice. That's good for the army. That's awesome. <laughs> that's huge for um, you guys. It's huge. Steen, what did you think about this movie? Jordan, tell us more about... Christina, I asked you a question. I asked you a question. And then I asked Jordan a question. Don't take that tone with me, Arjun. I will get up and I will come and I will kick your ass. Speaking of kick ass, the way I felt about it. No, I love it. I think it's... I think this movie is really fun. I think it's really silly. I love the the father-daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a nice relationship that's obviously so twisted and freaky. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so fun and sweet, and they're my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, same. Big Daddy, Nicolas Cage, Big Daddy, and uh, Chloe as Mindy Hit Girl. Yeah. I also, I feel like I'd seen this a while ago. Like, I think I the last time I saw it was maybe like six, seven years ago. Um, and I didn't remember how much homophobia is kind of baked into this, uh, like at a just joke level. Like, it's that, like, it does feel like that high school, like, just calling someone gay as an insult kind of. Uh, sure. Uh, comedy. The movie's from 2010. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here's my question. Does a movie from 2010 just get a pass for that? You're just like, well, that was that was the time everyone was calling each other gay as a as like a a way to be like, oh, gay. Um or are we like, hey, we got to stand up. We got to stand we got to kick ass. What? This we got to kick ass. Kick from ass. 2010? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's fine as a gay person. <laughs> I uh-huh. think it's it, it's like not it's not good. They also say the R word in this movie, which they is yeah, very bad and shouldn't do. Um, at, but a, a lot of movies from different time periods do different things that we wouldn't do now. And I think such an important part of growth and representation within movies is knowing that movies now wouldn't do things that those movies did. And I don't think you have to condone the things done in that movie, you know, in those movies. Um, but I also don't think it should have to be like, we should never watch these movies again because a teenage boy calls another teenage boy gay as a joke. Cause I also don't feel like any of the gay stuff was like, to me at least like really upsetting. It was just kind of like teenage boys being like, that's gay. Yes. I, I agree with that. And that, you know like, what I mean? Yes. Um, and it, this, I mean, this is essentially kind of what you're saying as well, but it does like, it harkens to that time of 2010 of how teenage boys talk to one another, if that makes sense. 100%. And I don't think it's as bad as a lot of other movies. I don't really feel like they make fun of things being gay. I think it's just more like, if you are not gay you do not want to be perceived as gay. Yes. But I also didn't get the vibe of like, if you are gay, that's really bad. Do you know what I mean? Because like people think he's gay, but like he gets a, he gets some new friends. Nobody bullies him. Like he gets bullied less when he's gay than when he's not gay. That's true. And here's what I'll say. I mean, this is a question. I guess it's more, I guess it's for the two of you a little more. Um, The, there's a whole like, like a, let's call it a set piece where um the uh, his soon to be girlfriend best friend um Katie uh is looking for like a gay best friend it seems and then she's like you can come over and was it 
tan me? Like put tanning? What happens there? One, yeah. what what's happening there? Because she's I... the real villain of the movie. <laughs> she is the real villain. She. <laughs> what happens That's what there? I think. Two. Would you? I feel like I. I mean, I, oh, I don't know, but I'm like. Is that like, are you looking for a gay best friend to come over and like rub your body down? Is that something that's like a thing? I don't think so. I can't imagine that. (laughs) This is what I'll say. I would not ask someone I just met to touch me, especially (laughs) in high school. That being said, my best friend who is a gay man has waxed my butthole. <laughs> so it is a spectrum. Okay. Um, but See, so that was is, a realistic you know, scene. But he's my best friend, and sure. he's my best friend. We've been best friends for years. Like, you would ask your best friend for help with stuff, but I don't think a teenage girl would meet someone, assume they're gay, and be like, come over and rub lotion on me within 24 hours. And is he just rubbing lotion? Again, I have no idea what is actually happening there. Do you know that? I think he's putting self tanner on he's her. Putting self tanner. What is that? Yeah, is that like sunblock? Oh my tanner. god! It's exactly what it sounds like. No, it's, it's not sunblock. sunblock? It's to make you look oh tanner. Gosh, it's like yeah. it's like body bronzer. Don't you need to spray that? Isn't that like what a spray tan is? No, no. Clearly, you saw it used as a lotion. So don't. No, but what I'm saying is, can you tan with questions. a lotion? It's. Do you understand what bronzer is? It's just like painting your skin. You're just sort of temporarily tinting your skin for the day with lotion the day maybe for the week depends on how long it lasts for the stain are you allowed to shower after that if you shower i'm sure it will lessen in its intensity okay i'm sorry this is just i'm just getting some news (laughs) i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill you (laughs) um i it's funny i i think i had more of a problem with some of the like homophobia and stuff and and i think it's like some things Sometimes what the movie does well also what I'm trying to say is that like the movie will slip through a lot of its more violent moments or like a lot of its like moments of crises like he he our protagonist gets uh brutally stabbed and hit by a car and like all the bones in his body practically are supplemented with metal and yes. he's pretty much fine within 48 hours. Like, we, we move past that very quickly. <laughs> he doesn't appear to miss much school time in any way that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And and we also slip right through, like, the reason the rumor goes around that he's gay at school is, like, because when he was mugged, he the story is, is that he was mugged and found naked, and then it's implied that he was raped. And that that awakened his, like, gayness? That's what I, I was sort of getting from that, but maybe I misunderstood. What I got from it, I mean, I don't think that's, I think that's a total, like, a completely reasonable assumption to make from what was given. I took it more as people thought that he had been exposed because he was on the DL, like, looking for gay sex, like, in an alley. Mm-hmm. And then... Mm trying to have okay. gay sex was because mu- that like is a, a, that's honestly a, a more kind of, palatable you know, as a way for the rumor to spread thing. for me than like yes yeah it's like yes, an old yes, timey yes. thing where it's like you know oh like a guy would go meet up with someone he's like on the dl 
you know, it, it feels very like 1979 New York City. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like you'd see it in an old movie where it's like someone on the DL meets up with someone else and they end yeah. up like robbing them. I feel like I've seen that in other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I'm not saying yes. it's, I'm not violence. saying it's good, but that's what I assumed nice. people that fixes it nice. for me. were getting from it. But I also could be wrong. I don't know if that's right. That might be looking at it with uh, context that's not actually given, you know? I think no, I think that's a I think that's a more fair reading. I think I went to an escalation that wasn't mm-hmm. there and that works for me and it also helps me take in the rest of the movie as as 2010s and as a we don't throw this aside because it was kind of reflecting the way people were talking and thinking and we act like oh my gosh like I wrote in my notes 2010s was the time of hubris cuz it's very similar I feel like to like the late 50s early 60s of we're like oh my god we're so developed like we have the internet now and it's so high speed and we know about equality when actually it's still a time of like rampant oh yeah sexism homophobia like like i feel like now we've in the 2020s we've gotten past the hubris era and we are in the we know we know nothing a little bit more Mm -hmm. in the zeitgeist Yeah. yeah i don't know I mean, 2008, Barack Obama was uh, elected president, and we went, we, we did and that's, it. And we were we like, we it. did it! We did yeah. it! We fixed the U.S. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, and whatever we didn't fix, Kick-Ass was going to take care of it. Um, I like this movie. Um, you would. I you I think Lindsay. it is very stylized, and I think when it leans into that style most, which I to Jordan your point, I think it is when we're with Big Daddy and Hit Girl, um, it is by far the most fun the movie is having. Um, I like don't mind when uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and his buddies are like hanging out, uh, you know, shooting the shit in the cafeteria, or you know, I don't know the relationship, all that stuff. That's fine for me. But it, I really like no. it when... Hard disagree. Aaron makes me lose hope. The woman, that girl, is a nightmare. <laughs> I love the big daddy and the hit girl stuff. But Aaron Johnson is just, like, so, so uncharismatic. His, his voiceovers are like, be honest. Would you do anything differently? And I'm like, this guy... Really? I gotta get him. I think he's... For me. I, oh, for me. okay, good. Well... <laughs> I think I think he I like him. I think he's fine. I think he's yeah. he's does a good job being sorry. being the being the No, guy. it's you should like that's good. It's nice to enjoy things. <laughs> I and do I like think... that it's two baby Quicksilvers. We've got Evan Peters is Quicksilver in the X Men universe and Aaron Taylor Johnson is Quicksilver in the Wanda verse. That's so funny and bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I did not realize that. I I will say that I think it's like Aaron Taylor Johnson is so hot in his nerdy getup like when he first is walking into school and he has those like glasses and like a hoodie under a jacket i would have literally done anything to kiss him in high school do you know what i mean like and he probably would have like been like i'm a nice guy but like was would still have been really mean to me like Mm -hmm. that kind of like Mm -hmm. i don't buy him as yes you know they they try to throw in Clark to be like look he's nerdy Clark is here but it's yeah it's because not doing it for me yes I I, mm-hmm. I had a similar thing where um which okay this is not I'm not trying to get any of the the men 
in in the world and how they look or anything. But I'd say, as someone who grew up, what as, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I can't okay, wait to see where this is going. Here's what I'm to say. Uh, I think a lot of times, especially in the 2010s, back in the old day, um, they would cast people who are attractive conventionally and that like people uh-huh. go wild over as kind of a nerdy like whatever being like this is a guy like you know can get mugged in the street and girls laugh at him and here's the thing more recently i saw we saw no hard feelings um and sure and not that that not that the god what's his name Ugh, i'm blanking um but the the main guy from no hard feelings I'd say has much more of like this nerdy look. Like he is, inc- he's incredible in it. I think he's one of the best parts of it. But I'm like more believable that that kid got bullied in high school. This is coming from someone, or even yeah, this got- episode movie. There's Delulu stuff where like the girlfriend girl is like, I think Red Mist has a better body than Kickass, and Red Mist is played by Christoph Christopher Mintz-Plast, who is who is distinctly scrawnier. Then yes. Aaron Taylor yes. Johnson. So I'm like, is she just negging him in that moment? Because it's so preposterous. But nobody around her goes like, that's She's ridiculous. unhinged, actually. She's maybe the most unhinged She's... character in this in this movie. Yeah. Katie? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and then they have sex good. in an alley. But her eyes are so They have so sex beautiful. in an alley. Well, it's because before she was like, yeah, if I saw Kick-Ass, I'd Buck his brains out right now. I know why. <laughs> I'm not confused. <laughs> but it's still, I don't like it. Well, Go to your house. Neither one of you have parents, clearly. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Um, should we talk? Should, oh, sh- yeah, should we talk should about, we talk about Cage, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, more specifically. Yeah, let's talk about him more specifically because I'll get too lost okay. in a tangent about this movie. And- the first we see of Nicolas Cage, we get like a really cool comic book like meanwhile um, to show kind of what else is going on because we kind of followed Kick-Ass's first journey. Um, we see Nicolas Cage shooting Chloe Grace uh, Moritz, Moritz? Uh, yes. point blank in the know. chest being like, being like, this is how it feels to get shot, uh, wearing a bulletproof vest. Very stoic. Practice misfortune, and then you won't be afraid of it later on. It's And he's doing such like a voice and such a character, and I am so here for it. I feel like... It's very fun. It's fun. I was all in. And there's a lot of times when he does voices and stuff, and it's not fun. Uh, but like this one specifically just... <laughs> felt good it felt kooky in the right way i, I think it's part of it is like that comic book e feel like we even though it's a movie sure. about no superheroes and these are the superheroes in it it still is in that way a comic book superhero movie and i think he plays that so well and so fun and he looks really good as the 90s dad i i know we're in 2010 but because she's 11 it means she's born in the 90s and so he's still got that like 90s style and jacket that the dads carry through once they've committed to their look from mm-hmm. uh from children and he looks great in it it's really good Jordan <laughs> do you like when actors do voices It depends Okay It depends on the actor it depends on the voice I think that most British actors cannot do American accents. Mm. I think that's something <laughs> I don't love. Do you have any call-outs specifically on 
on who you think for sure can't do it because I have one. I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch does a realistic American accent. He sounds like a. a I agree. Well, I. <laughs> yes, I but think I that he Florence should. Pugh does a, I, I is totally convincing. Florence Pugh, I did, had no idea she was. Who, Florence born. Pugh. Yeah, sure. I think that's fair. Yeah, I agree with Benedict Cumberbatch though. I don't think he should ever be allowed to play American, <laughs> especially like I couldn't believe him in that cowboy movie mm-hmm. that everyone like freaked out about. I was like, "Are you guys kidding I me agree. with this?" It's like Dog Days, <laughs> the Dead Dog or something. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Strong agree. He's such a good Sherlock. Just let him do that. Yeah, give us more Sherlock. We'd be happy to watch it. Yeah. Does he die at the end of that? I hope not. I feel like he dies when he comes back. I don't remember. I haven't seen it in a while. Stop, Artin. Get back to it. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Nicolas Cage does a lot of voices. Did you guys see her? I was was seeing a... So so I liked... liked, Oh, oh, sorry. Did you have somewhere to go go, with this? Because you seemed... Oh, okay. Well, he's doing voices. I liked his... I liked his sort of voice, uh, like like we transition the call he's calling her baby doll a lot so he'll say things like good call baby doll and we'll get like the classic cage dense of a sort of sung through line but then when he puts on his big daddy sort of batman-esque suit he talks like a robot and it's like very disjointed and stilted and i was like what's going on here um and I didn't really understand it, but then I was seeing a thing later on that said that uh, he ran into Adam West and told him, like, oh, could you tell I was trying to convey, to channel your Batman? Because Adam West plays Batman in the TV shows. And uh, Adam West says something like, yeah, I could tell you were trying. Whoa. That's so mean. <laughs> Are you kidding? That. That's spot. I love it. I'm like sick him. I think Absolutely that's so mean. Get him. If I was there for that conversation, I would have looked Adam West in the eyes and I would have said, shut up, you loser. <laughs> I hate when people no, are rude for no would. reason. Yes. I hate when people Good. are rude for no Jordan, reason. I am so happy you're here today. He probably, so he probably was saying it as like an old man to a movie star, like being like, ha, 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 ha. But, Ew, but also, I hate that even more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like All right. just be nice be nice unless you don't need to be nice mm-hmm. period Agreed. that's how I feel about Agreed. it um, I yeah. think I love his big daddy voice even more than I love his like I'm just a dad voice because I feel it mm, is sure. someone trying to be like okay well if I'm a superhero because he still is like he still kind of has his quirks he's like well I have to to do a superhero voice when I put on my outfit, kick yeah, ass. I think it's fun. Or I took it as like as like a con- like a voice modulator in real time. He's trying to uh, conceal what his, it would sound like to talk, but sure. Oh, he's trying to I disguise like it. I think both. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think. Hey, I think he looks good. Christina made a point when we were watching that we would have watched him do his entire makeup. We would have been happy to watch him do. Yeah. Watch that oh, in full. Yeah. We we could have seen. I love him five putting on more. I love him putting on more beard. I think that's so yeah. fun. So fun. Yeah. Um, he adds like a like a what do you call that low style mustache? Handlebar. Handlebar 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 mustache. mustache. Yeah. And if, Steve, if you like it, I can do that for you. Whenever you no, want, I no, have the ability. No, no. I like that he does it as a disguise, <laughs> not as a full time appearance. Do it as a disguise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
they are also, I'd say, the, the Nicolas Cage and uh, Hit Girl, uh, Big Daddy and Hit Girl, both are much more competent at being superheroes than um, Aaron yes. Taylor Johnson, um, which I think is a fun dynamic because they're like they treat him like a they treat him like a little kid, despite Hit Girl being much younger than than him. Um, yes. And she kind of is, it, I think it's fun when she's like jumping over the roof and he can't, or when like he's down and, and she's like, you know, I don't know. I think it's fun. There's also such just like good scenes with, well, okay. First of all, I want to talk, if we're talking about Nicolas Cage, I do want to talk about his death scene. Spoiler, spoiler, if you've forgotten here, mm-hmm. um, where he's being lit on Incredible. fire. It is, first of all, I got very emotional. I don't know if anyone else got emotional. Christina sure. said I know. She was like crying. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, because he's catching on fire. And uh, so, okay. Oh, my God. It's a lot of setup. But they capture they capture Kick-Ass and Big Daddy, uh, the Mark, <laughs> the Mark mm-hmm. Strong team. Um, and they're doing a... Who I love. Oh, we haven't even yeah, talked Mark about Strong it. Mark, so Strong love so Mark Strong is so good at this. Love yeah. Mark Strong. In, love in that guy. almost everything, I love Mark Strong. Specifically in this, yeah. I love him. So I agree. Much. Um, he also plays the villain in the Shazam. Okay, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting too, too in there. Um, they capture him. They're doing an execution style video that they're playing on the news, which the news takes forever to to stop playing it, which I thought was very funny. They're like, yes. they're after they get like beat with like a baseball bat multiple times. They were like wait a minute, this is pretty violent, so we're not going to show it anymore. Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> play this, yeah. <laughs> um, but then it's on the internet, and everyone can just go and watch it. I mean, I don't know what server they're using because it was still able to handle however many views they were getting. And uh, they're going to kill them. They're going to kill them. They're going to light them on fire. Hit Girl comes in to save the day. Really cool, like, first-person shooter kind of perspective of her going around. Christina says she wishes there was just, like, a full unedited sequence of that. I wish, the, I wish that was the full scene. Yeah. Instead of, I didn't like it when it was cutting to the like flashing lights and giving me epilepsy, especially because the next sequence is going to be her using a blinker light to mm-hmm. distract sure. him. So I was That's like, fair. give me the I night vision. Yes. So good. I love when she uses the blinker light. I love That's when awesome. she uses the night vision goggles. Yeah. Uh, but what happens is big daddy catches on fire and it's all during this Our fight. Is frozen Did he for pause me. for you? He froze yeah, for okay. me. But I can hear him in the other room talking. I was like, and is so it I me? Like, I was like, I don't. Because there's been a couple times where I'm like, you both sort of glitch, but you seem to be sure. Come other. back pretty quickly. So yeah, I, I had like, the same thing. Yeah, but this time he is paused. He's frozen. He's and frozen. Now we oh. have control. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ladies, I'm back. Uh... <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> That was so embarrassing. That was so embarrassing. I, you know what? I'm thinking uh, we're going to start recording in person because I've I've had it up to here with these tech issues, everyone. Can you tell? I thought we were recording in person. I thought I was coming to your house until last night when Artoon told me I wasn't. You know what? Damn. You know what? The issue is, Jordan, this, and, and to everyone, to everyone, we need a podcast producer I- because- I bought. We spent. I spent two hundred dollars on new mics, and they don't work. It's a pain oh, in no. the ass because this was the, that was going to be our way to bring more people into the apartment. But you know what? I'm just going to figure it out. 
And and people are just going to start coming over now. Jordan, we'll have you on again for another episode where you come in person. Thank God. We, we can we can chat in person because this this Riverside, if you're listening, you have screwed me for the last time. His origin oh! story. This is my origin story. This is how I become kick-ass, where I go kick the ass of everyone who's working at this forsaken online. What would your we superhero paid, name be? My oh, superhero name? I was going to ask you that, but I forgot. Um, Yours too, Jordan. What about... Mega bitch. <laughs> yeah. That would be mine. Wow, I was about to say yeah. the Dark Wizard. Um, which I feel is much nerd. <laughs> same, much same vibe. Nerdier. Same vibe. <laughs> Not much nerdier. Um, yeah, Mega Bitch is so good. I'd love something like Ice Bitch or like, yeah. like. Um, did you guys? Medusa. Did you guys Ooh, end up Medusa's talking? About, Medusa's good. Medusa's good. Did you guys end up talking about Nicolas Cage's big line when he's catching on fire? No. <gasps> Thank God. Big line. He's catching on fire. They're shooting at Hit Girl. And he goes, Take cover, child! And it is... I mean, I, st- I started crying. <laughs> I started crying. I don't know what it was. but I it's, really do feel like they love each other. They love each yeah. other. And he is like... This is what we do. This is, yeah. this is the game we play. Right, like, but I, I loved, I did. That's sorry to jump, jump in so fast and hard. But I was like, the premise that we're given is that um, he was framed as a drug dealer, sent away to prison, become became hardened there, came out. Um, his his wife died in a suicide slash childbirth incident. Very Sweeney Todd esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then the he's exact left same baby girl. And what I liked about he's he's like I've made becoming a superhero like into a game for my daughter and said that this is her educational training and this is the homework she does instead of that and I get her cool gifts like butterfly knife um, and yeah. and but and what I liked about it is that it didn't feel like dad was imposing his vigilante mission onto her or even though we had the whole board darts of like the plot leading back to Mark Strong's character, it didn't feel like he was imbuing her with fanaticism. It felt like he was training her for the danger that he knew she would be subjected to Mm -hmm. in life. So like, it felt good. It felt like he was a good dad instead of like a um, manipulative or... Mm. I agree. um, Mm Mm-hmm. I think he was very mentally undone, but I think he was doing his best. He's doing his best, yes. <laughs> in what in what in what he was doing, he was a good father. In the way that sure. The, okay, if if the I'm like blanket statement, good father. I don't even know where you're doing <laughs> no all these notes. qualifiers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like in the premise that you have to train your daughter to be a vigilante. I think he did it yes, in the which best I subscribe way. to. <laughs> he did it in the best way sure. possible. Um, uh, I always say I want to open Christina's school for young rebel girls, but I love that. Thank you. I think you should, <laughs> and I'll take a class there. Awesome. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Do we want to rattle through final thoughts? I feel like we keep sort of drifting. Yeah, I don't want to hold no, us I've, too hard, but I've I'm a, drifting I've so much. I feel like I've talked so little about Nicolas Cage. 
And Talk I know more. that's what this podcast speak more. is. Speak, speak more on it. Speak more on him. Speak more on Nicolas Cage. Um, if I, you can, but I, I know it happens sometimes. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, prompt yeah. me with some questions. Okay. Here's well, my question. Do you feel he it. is playing a distinct character in this? Yes. What a stupid question. Of course he is. <laughs> Artoon. I understand but, why Christina okay, hates no, you no, now. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> here's, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Time out, time out. I guess here's what I'll say. A lot of times people will say Nicolas Cage is just playing Nicolas Cage. And so, so here's my thing with that. I don't even want you to finish because I'm so disgusted by that statement. Every actor is doing that. And when people say that someone has a truly like transformative performance, a lot of times what they are referring to is the costuming, the makeup, the setting. Being good at acting is real, but it can only go so far. Charlize Theron, like, would you really believe that she was Eileen Warnos if she didn't have the makeup, the costuming, the set? No. You would say, oh, that's a good performance of an actor doing an Eileen Warnos monologue. But you, it takes the whole thing to transform. Very few actors, I would say like, there's a couple, you know, like Steve Carell really does a lot of different genres. Like I think mm-hmm. there's actors that do a lot more things than others, but I think that every actor can really only play a variation of themselves. And actors that people think of as being these incredible actors that are doing so much, like Joaquin Phoenix or Daniel Day-Lewis, they're just playing men. Like, Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> seems kind Thank of like you. a kooky Thank man. You. I, the Joker is a kooky listener, man. Daniel Day-Lewis is... applauding the uh-huh. whole time. It's Everything just like... so spot on. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis played Abraham Lincoln. Okay. And, yeah, like, I... He does a good job. Yes. <laughs> I'm not trying to take away from that. I'm not saying he's not doing I'll a good job. But, yes, but I, I think this concept saying. of being, like, oh, like, all as an actor, you can only play really versions of yourself because you have to pull from your own experiences, your mm-hmm. own toolbox. You, you only have so many things. That's why you need different actors. Otherwise yeah. you would just have like one actor. Yes. Hell yes. yes. Hell yes. I love that. I love that. And, I love and that, that kind of answers. What... The reason I was asking that question is because a lot of people are like, this is just a Nicholas Cage doing a Nicholas Cage. Um, but I guess the reason I was saying distinct is that like you can feel that this is a character he is created out of his Nicolas Cage arsenal for yes. Big Daddy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like most Nicolas Cage characters really come from a place of love. Like the character mm. doesn't mm-hmm. come from a place of love. Um, I think a lot of times it comes from a place of anger or sadness. Even in things like Face Off where it's like someone he loves was hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. That's what happens in Face Off? It's 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 when he it's 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 yes and no. It's it's Travolta's child, but then he he takes on Travolta's the good guy. Okay, I get that because I always switch them around. Well, Travolta is the good guy, but Travolta also becomes the bad guy, and Cage does become the good guy. Yeah, yeah, whoever just but just all a lot of his roles, even where there is love, like okay, Colors Out of Space, like replays a dad or whatever. Um, like a lot of these roles, I don't feel like come from a place of love. This role to me feels so. Like, it is filled with so much love. This character has so much love for his daughter. Mm-hmm. It's the most prominent thing. It's stronger than the hate. It's stronger than the desire for revenge. Mm-hmm. The love is, like, the number one thing. And I think that really sets it apart from his other characters. 
That's why I love I, that you that say that it's stronger than the desire for revenge because yeah. that does match of like he's not just going after Mark Strong to quickly get revenge. He wants to live life with his daughter. He yes. wants to equip her so that they can live in a world where they they're just they would lo- be happy just undermining him until he mm-hmm. slowly crumbled. Absolutely. Like Mark escalates it by going after them. Yes. And I think um, it's that love which is why I got so emotional and started crying when he said, yeah, you love "Take us. cover, child." Thank. Okay, you already did that. You already did that. It's just <laughs> okay, so good. It's here's the thing. Here's the thing. That line's just on the page, and he made and he it something it so much more. He mm-hmm. did such a nice yeah. from Kate page from to page. To cage. There you go. From page it. to cage. There you uh, go. Before we wander too far from Face Off, I was just going to say that they're directed by John Woo, uh, a collaborator with Nicolas Cage also on Wind Talkers. And there is a John Woo Easter egg nod in this film when he's quizzing Mindy and she keeps asking for harder and harder questions. The third question, supposed to be the hardest, is like a John Woo trivia piece that she I love right that. that. That's so nice. fun. I love an Easter egg in a movie. That's nice. Um, okay, good. So you, I mean, you're saying the right things, Jordan. Nicholas Cage is Thank amazing you. in this. He is an amazing actor. And people who are yeah. saying he's just playing Cage, every actor is playing themselves. And just because Cage is... And at is least a... he's... Sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. And, and Cage is just... He's a more magnificent person. And so the characters are more magnificent. That's what I was going to say. He has so much pizzazz. Yeah. And I would take that any day over an actor... Who has no pizzazz which i think so many actors have nothing i think so many actors are really trying to be like i'm transformative so i'm a blank slate mm-hmm. so they're aaron very taylor johnson note. aaron taylor johnson has no pizzazz i, he is I so still one don't slate. agree with i still just don't agree with that <laughs> i'm not gonna come for aaron taylor johnson i think he's innocent here but i think like there are a lot of actors that are just kind of <laughs> one note and blank slates in a way that maybe serves them sometimes but i think nicholas cage is like he is always bringing his own thing to a role. And I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. why you hire him over someone else. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, Well, in that case, do you have any final thoughts on the film? This could be anything. It could be about Cage. It could be about the movie. For instance, I have one. Um, When the Mark Strong family is having breakfast, it is, they're, they're very rich. They're very rich, powerful crime family. Um, I thought what it was one of the funniest things was the set dressing because it's three people. It's it's mom, dad, and child having breakfast. They have a bowl of what must be 25 muffins, just in case. And then a bowl to the side with, I kid you not, a hundred apples. It is the largest bowl of apples I've seen in my entire life. It's so funny because it does feel like that comic book like silliness of like whatever and i'm like that is that brings me joy because i'm like that's like a like you know someone in the art department getting to have fun and like yes you know adding their touch to the movie and you can see that and feel that and you're like this is ridiculous this is not real life um and i think things like making this not real life does make the ultra violence and like the um brash language much more palatable because you're like we are in a different setting you know we are not on we're not in our reality which i think makes it very fun yeah if that makes i sense. agree I, I think it's all very heightened mm-hmm. which is nice i mean even when 
Aaron Taylor Johnson and Evan Peters are being robbed at the beginning by mm-hmm. those two guys. And the man just like looks out his window for so long. Yeah. And then closes slowly the blinds closes very slowly. Blinds. <laughs> right. Like it's very kind of cartoonish, which I think is nice. And I always like to see from a comic book movie. Obviously, mm-hmm. if this movie was made now, I would have notes. I'd say, hey, take some words out. Hey, a, some problematic uh, theming. But mm-hmm. in terms of a movie from 2010 and in terms of Nicolas Cage specifically, I think his performance is so wonderful. He's funny. He's kind of oddly charming. He feels reliable and you're on his side, even though when you take it out of context and you're like, oh, this dad is teaching his daughter to kill people and that's her entire life. Like you'd say bad dad but like christina was saying you want to say no good dad their relationship is so strong he's doing his best mm-hmm. and i think that's very nice and i also think mark strong should be in every movie yeah i agree <laughs> mark strong should be in every movie mark strong I is a great a i love mark strong he's a great actor mm-hmm. he's so scary he's so scary he plays scary so well who's but do you know guy Artin do I know President Snow that I keep being Donald like? Sutherland Donald Sutherland also Donald is Sutherland actor. is my other I'm, I've been meaning to say he might be my challenger to greatest actor alive right now too because I'm wow. just like he is so good and he goes with Mark Strong for me of like he could be in every movie every movie there's a place for him I love that Canon mm-hmm. trippy I love that speaking of Mark um, Strong also he's in the Kingsman movies yes and he's not scary at all Matthew Vaughn also made those yeah, um, yeah. I also love those movies, and Mark Strong is incredible in them. No Nicolas Cage, though. So I'll save that for my Mark Strong podcast. <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> wow! That's so wow. good. Okay, my final thoughts. I've got a lot of them. I, For me, I really, I, I, I truly don't want to sound like I'm yucking your yum. I love that you love this movie. I love that you love King's movies. I, I love, I love the art department stuff that we've talked about. And a lot of my final thoughts are things that I remember from that. But I also still land with an early comment Artoon made when we were watching this movie when he called it the incel style script. And I wrote down right off the bat that I was like, this is a jerk off little boy movie. And there's there's a lot of elements of that for me that make it hard to handle. And things where I'm like, I don't think they accomplished what they thought they were accomplishing necessarily. Like Jane Goodman is like, you're not supposed to sexualize um, Hit Girl. And like, I don't see this as being a movie for kids. Like that seems very weird to me and controversial. But then you have, and I actually, I think the movie does a good job of not sexualizing Hit Girl. I, mm-hmm. I will say that. But yeah. but in the wider culture, you have in France, it gets a PG rating. So it is being seen PG. by kids. That's wackadoodle. That's wackadoodle. I kid you not. France yeah, they is were so upset wrong about it, but I'm time. like, France is, France is crazy. France is like, shut to the children. Let them see. France is so but, wrong um, all the time. And then, and then like, the way Chloe is then described, like I, I was reading an article about her experience and like, she's so amazing. She's incredible. She, she, as an 11 year old was learning how to use the balisong knife mm-hmm. and really can like flip it back and forth. That's all her. And she like was talking about how the people who trained her told her to have a lot of respect for it. And that's where I'm like, we're missing that from the movie. We're missing a lot of the like, 
more more hit girl and big daddy stuff would have been um i think would have taken this to more of a place that i would enjoy because that was the good stuff but um to quickly rattle through some of the other things that I did really love about the art department stuff with the movie is that one in Mark Strong's uh, villain hideout, they have a bloodhead on display. Um, and that, if not meant to be one of the originals, is a nod to Mark Quinn's bloodhead sculptures that he did called like the self series. Um, do you know about this, Jordan? No. Okay, did you notice it when you were watching the movie that there was like a red head in a display? I don't know. Maybe? Not okay, off the top well, of my mind. Maybe when you rewatch. You'll, I'm not really an art time, guy, but... as they would say. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're an artist. You have all kinds of. <laughs> Listen, you have all kinds of like displayed little grizzly items in your oh, home, too. So those I feel are like tchotchkes. This those is... are tchotchkes. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a tchotchke connoisseur, oh for sure. <laughs> Jordan, know, you have all kinds of grisly, horrible things around your house. No, she's right. I say right. that in a loving way. No, she's right. She's 100% right. I agree with everything she's saying. I think that this movie could have used less Aaron Taylor Johnson. Honestly, maybe even no. More I blood. think this movie could have been better with no kick-ass. Um, I think maybe if yeah. it was just Big Daddy and Hit Girl. I'm not arguing that at all. Yeah. But you gotta watch the, you got to watch the teenage boy fantasy to get to get your cage on sure. and I'll do it. <laughs> I love that. I love, I love that. You're like, I'll do that. that. That's, that's awesome. That, and that helps me resolve of like where you're going. I think it's, it's when you're getting, uh, inundated with it and all you're getting is movies about teen boy fantasy. You're like, yeah. are you kidding me? I'm going to kill you. You just was almost an in for like a movie about an 11 year old mm, girl. Sure. Like sure. I, that's what I wanted and needed, but like, no problem. And I and the other thing that I will say I thought was amazing in this movie was um, when it is revealed to Mark Strong and his cronies that Big Daddy is behind this. It is via the Teddy Cam that yes. his son, mm-hmm. as Red Mist, has rescued from the fire. And we transition through. They put the security cam footage onto a screen, and then we move in through the screen into the scene with Big Daddy. And then when he ends it, we move pulled back out through the Teddy Cam. It's very and cool. I thought that was beautiful it's I love that. so cool it's so fluid because this movie goes back and forth on for me on like when it's doing cool things and when it has cool transitions like I blinked and I missed it to the meanwhile at the very beginning and so I was so confused it came sure. out of nowhere yeah and then like I said when I was bitching and moaning about the night vision goggles versus switching into like epileptic flash cuts, yeah I'm like, just just give me the cool thing for a little bit. The teddy can scene did it perfectly. Like, if I a movie that's like just the Nicolas Cage scenes, yeah, is is mm-hmm. a ten out of ten perfect. The, the All te- right, let's make it. The, this, the, but... the teddy cam <laughs> the teddy cam moment is so funny though because uh, I mean Red Mist Chris. Uh, is clearly uh, a little bit traumatized after what, what he's just seen, but he goes up to his dad with the teddy bear and he goes, "Dad, look!" and he shows the teddy bear to him, and Mark Strong's like, "What are you doing?" and then he, and then he's like, "Fine, I'll do it myself," and he, and I am like, I am with Mark Strong. I'm like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" Obviously, he what has something Shut there, up. but what is yeah. this? Say, hey, I have footage. I have footage of what happened. And then he goes, Dad, look! And shoves, like, the burnt teddy bear. And truly, he's like, 
kid, you okay? Did the smoke get to your brain? Um, and then this was another one where I go, this is funny. This is for the boys. The Where the jack is to plug it into the TV, it's like a little butthole on the bear. And I was like, "That's is the, who's that for? Is that for me? I liked it. The little so, boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Why not? Plug plug it into the bear butthole and, and play it on the TV. Uh, Small little thing. All right. This is what makes a movie. This is what makes this is art. This is for the boys. A lot of this was it felt some of or not all of it, but a lot of it felt this is for the boys. Like all that fantasy stuff in the beginning where he's fantasizing. About a teacher? Yeah. I also always think it's crazy how the teacher in real life is kind of into it. Her boobs, and she's like, shouldn't you be reading Hamlet? Yeah, and then kind yeah, of like and she kind of stays down. Yeah, she kind of stays and down. I'm like, and is ma'am? Like, yeah. He's not wrong for fantasizing. She's into it. I mean, it seems like this is a, a quid pro quo for them. Yeah, the dynamic's bad. The teacher <laughs> dynamic is bad. Um, yikes. Yikes. Well. Should we rate this? I think we should. Are you ready, Jordan? Out of what? So we're going to rate the movie out of five stars, okay. and then we rate Cage out of ten cages, and break that down into five points for his creative, what he brought to the role, and five points for his technical, what he delivered to the role. This comes from gymnastics calculations. Sure. Um, Let's do, do it. Do you want to kick us off or round us out? Tell us. Me? I'll round you out. You. Okay. Okay, okay. Right, I'll start us off. Okay. I think this is a four-star movie. I think it's making big choices. I think it's stylized. I think it's more than your regular average drivel that is pushed forward by most studios. Um, and it's very fun. And I think it has great performances. Uh, for Cage, we're back on track. This is a 10 out of 10 Cage performance. Uh, I don't think anyone... We sometimes... Uh, go like, could anyone else have played this role and made it better? And I go, I think this is the best this role could be, and it's with Cage, and it's him doing what he's doing. Um, 10 out of 10 cages, 4 out of 5 film. It's not a 10-5. But yeah, that's my rating. 10 out of 10 cages, it's flawless, perfect performance. (gasps) I never like your whole, like, could someone else do it? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I feel like... (laughs) I feel like you put you put Jason <laughs> Bateman, Ryan Reynolds, any of these guys that I like love. What, what's his name, Mister Guy? Like, like there's there's a lot of people I would yeah, Mister Guy be in this. But I think <laughs> I think it is so special to have Nicolas Cage in this role mm-hmm. and in this movie, and I think he's perfect for it. And so, ten out of ten cages. Sorry, this is a three and a half star movie for me. That's I fine. Know that's, that's not even a bad rating. That makes wrong. sense. That's not no, bad. No. That's not bad. Oh, nice. Okay, great. Okay, great, great, great. Because it just it just falls quite short of the cultural critique that I need for me to really buy um, all the way in. But also totally decent. Great. Well done. Art. <laughs> okay. Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> I am giving it a four out of five. I think nice. that could have used more Cage and Chloe Grace. And I think that it, it does have some problematic things that obviously, like any sane person, I wish was not in it or were not in it. Um, 
10 out of 10 cages. And I, you know, Christina, I ultimately agree with you in life. I agree with you on almost everything, but I do have to go with our tune on this one. I think if <laughs> the idea of you saying Jason Bateman could play that role is sick to me. That's just absolutely disgusting to me. Uh, Jason Bateman would have brought absolutely nothing to that role. Ryan Reynolds Yay! would have been too smarmy. Like, I just think Nicolas Cage is such a good combination of sincere and weird i just think that i think okay well said that's that's what i think i think i like our tunes metric of could someone else have done this better and i think i think no wow except maybe mark strong (laughs) i think maybe if mark strong played all the characters in this movie it'd be a five out of five yeah Yeah, all the characters except chloe i would say keep chloe and then mark strong replaces all the men What, I don't know, but also he replaces Katie. I think he should replace Katie. Too. Yeah. Yeah. He what does, does it, it like, kill you? Makes you stronger. <laughs> he doesn't like um <laughs> like nutty professor style, right? That's where he plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, where he's all doing all the roles. Yeah. Uh, Norbit, another. Norbit, sure. The Norbit. clumps. <laughs> but with Mark Strong. Awesome. 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 So, so y- you know how we feel about the movie, and we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Cajol Question. And send any emails to casualquestionpod at gmail.com. Guys, our inbox is open, and we are happy to take <laughs> some viewer mail, some listener mail. We could, we'll read it out on the podcast. We'll answer all your questions. Ask questions about us, about Jordan, about anyone, about the movies. We will be happy to answer any of those or questions. Or if you want to send an email you don't want it read, you just, just put it at the top, don't read this on the podcast, and then we won't read it, but we'd love to get the yes. email. Um, if you if you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and set a five star review our way. Jordan, do you have anything you'd like to plug? We talked a little bit about your projects up top, but I'd like to hit them again. Uh, sure. I mean, follow me on all social media platforms. I'm sure my link will be somewhere affiliated with this podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can see me on Good Mythical Morning. You can see me at the Upright Citizens Brigade. I have a monthly dating show that's an LGBTQ dating show with my girlfriend that's half real dating show, half improv show. It's very fun and wacky. Check that it's out. It's very fun. Thank you so much for having me. Arjun, are you going to try to get in yeah, there? Yeah, I'll, I'll get in there. I'll be I'll be even more specific. Jordan and I are on a UCB Herald team together called Ghost nice. Monday Nights. Catch us at the Upright Citizens Brigade uh, Theater. Um, and For our next episode, we are watching the 2010, 20, tw- the 2010 film The Sorcerer's Apprentice. We hope you'll watch with us and listen in. Signing off, this is Christina. And our two Nazareth with special guest... Mark Strong's biggest fan, Jordan Myrick. And we're asking you the cage-old question. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'd like to take his his face off. Oh, no, not the beat! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny.